The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Main Street Vegan with host Victoria Moran. Victoria is an author, inspirational speaker, and a certified holistic health counselor and vegan lifestyle coach. She's here to entertain, educate, and inspire you on your journey to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Now, let's get this party started. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Hey there, vegans and pregans and other interested folks. I'm so happy to have you with us today on Main Street Vegan right here on Unity Online Radio. Oh my gosh, we have a very, very cool show today. We have a magnificent guest who's, yeah, she's a celebrity, but she's also an inspiration and she's also the real deal. And that is Chris Car of Crazy Sexy Cancer, Crazy Sexy Diet, Crazy Sexy Kitchen. Oh my gosh, what a great show we're going to have today. Chris will be joining us after the first break. But this first part is always just for you and I to do a little bit of chatting. If you would like to join in, either to talk with me or to ask Chris Carr some questions after she joins us, the toll-free number is 888 888- Five five eight six four eight nine. That's eight 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 five five eight six four eight nine. And if you are in Canada, I don't often give the Canada number because I know that almost everybody who listens to this show is listening as a podcast later on, and you're not going to call in because you're at some future time. But I was just in Canada at the Niagara Veg Fest this last weekend, and oh my gosh, was it fabulous. It was wonderful and magnificent. We were in a place called St. Catharines, Ontario. So I took the train to Buffalo. Lovely young woman, animal activist named Danielle Legg, she does some work with our hen house, picked me up and was just wonderful all weekend, taking care of everything makes me feel like, oh gosh, I'm going to put on my if I am ever wildly wealthy list. Wouldn't it be fun to have a personal assistant? Somebody is just there all the time, not just, you know, for helping you with your business stuff, but for being there to help with your life stuff. Ah, it is nice to be able to dream, isn't it? Well, for two days, that's what it felt like because Danielle was just such a help and, and such a delight. And the whole conference was wonderful. It was in this beautiful, sun-kissed, all-glass building in downtown St. Catharines. There were some very, very cool speakers there. I got to spend a lot of time with two of my favorite people, Jenny Messina, who's a registered dietitian, and J.L. Fields, a blogger. You may know her from J.L. Goes Vegan or Stop Chasing Skinny. 
She has two blogs, which tells me she has a lot of energy. Spent one evening with them, and they have recently co-authored the upcoming book, Vegan for Her, which is really great. I may have mentioned it last week because I was just reading an advanced copy. So they were just lovely. And then I got to spend a minute and a half with Michael Greger, M.D., He was on this show a while back. You may want to look him up on the Unity Online Radio site or on iTunes and um, just check out the show that Dr. Greger was on. He's so brilliant and funny and interesting to listen to. So that was stupendous. Also was able to have breakfast with Susie Costin. She's the director of animal care at Farm Sanctuary. And to be with somebody who really knows animals. You know, it's one thing to read about animals and say, oh, yeah, I don't think cows and pigs and chickens should be treated poorly. It's another thing to be with somebody who knows them, who works with them every day of her life, who knows each one of those hundreds of animals at Farm Sanctuary by name, their distinct personalities, their little quirks, their likes and dislikes. Oh, gosh, it was fun. We will have to get Susie on the show one of these days soon. On the way back from Niagara, I watched the movie Lincoln on the Amtrak. And, oh, I do want to get in a plug for Amtrak. It's really fun. It's cold. They keep the air conditioning just ridiculously cold. Next time I take Amtrak, I'm going to bring a blanket. But they have a really, really nice salad. They call it the Garden Harvest Salad. It's all vegan. It's really fresh. They've got Newman's balsamic dressing, which is something that I wouldn't buy in the grocery store because it's a little bit unclear on the oils. It's something like olive oil or canola oil or something else. I'm not really sure, and don't quote me, and please, Newman people, don't come and sue me because I said the wrong ingredients. I just know that I've read the ingredients in the store, and I prefer to make my own salad dressings at home. But, you know, when you're on a train, you have what's there. Really, really good. So if you're traveling as, as a vegan and you just bring a few nuts, maybe some kind of, of power bar, I actually had some kind bars. Now, I know not all vegans will eat kind bars because they do have a little bit of honey in them. I will eat some honey sometimes. So I did have um, kind bars and I had some raw hummus that I got from a chef up at the conference and I just ate and watched my movie and it was so, so pleasant. But I wanted to share with you, if you saw the movie Lincoln, you'll remember this. And if you didn't, I highly recommend it. It was a really great film. But they were showing Congress at that time, around 1865. And evidently, this movie is very, very true, that there were a couple of things in it that weren't accurate. And the history buffs all said, well, when Lincoln was going to this place, he didn't go through that battlefield. But, you know, when they pick on those little bitty tiny things, you know how accurate the rest of it is. But the people in Congress, many of them, those who who opposed the abolition of slavery, spoke of abolitionists in the same kind of tone that a lot of people speak about animal rights folks today. They said at one point, or one of the congressmen did, abolitionists or abolitionists. I just like these people are bleeding hearts. They're crazy. They're extreme. They don't understand how the world works. But we know now that they were right and that things have changed and things are going to change for animals too. I love learning from everything, even watching movies for fun. Jeff, our wonderful um, engineer, I just love Jeff. He's such a great guy. And at Christmas time, I sent him some gummy bears from vegancuts.com because Jeff really likes gummy bears. And regular gummy bears aren't vegetarian. They have gelatin in them that comes from the horns and and hooves of of animals. So I sent Jeff some vegan gummy bears, and he has told me several times that they were really good. But just today he was saying, but but that that store, that online store, he said, that was more non-animal than vegan. And then he said, but oh, I guess that's what vegan means. 
This is such an interesting topic, and I want to carry this on a little bit with Chris Carr when she comes on after the break, because, yeah, vegan just means non-animal, but there's another aspect to it that if you really want to be a vibrant, forever young, fit and trim beacon of radiant health, you can go beyond just not having animal foods to infusing your diet with fresh, raw, bright, colorful, wonderful foods. And also maybe just not eating too much because, you know, you can actually eat too much as a vegan. I am so grateful that God gave me the gift 30 years ago of three meals a day. And although I will occasionally do afternoon tea or something with somebody or have a snack if I know dinner is going to be delayed, but generally I eat three meals a day and that's, that's really helped me. So I'll have a good time talking to Chris Carr about all the wonderful things that she does to say stay super duper healthy. Now, the final thing that I want to do before the break is share with everybody a quotation from Charles Fillmore. Charles and his wife, Myrtle, founded the Unity Movement, and it is Unity that sponsors this radio program. They were vegetarians, as you know, if you've been listening. And some people have written to me, and they said, okay, he was vegetarian. What did he say about it? Well, he said a lot about it. So I'm going to make a point of every week reading a little quotation from Charles Fillmore on this subject. In 1903, now think about this, 1903, 110 years ago, he's living in Kansas City, Missouri. And this is what he said. If we are eating aggregations of life ideas hid within the material forms, we should use discrimination in choosing those forms. Our food should be full of life in its purity and vigor. There should be no idea of death or decay connected with it in any degree. The vegetables should be fresh and the fruit radiant in its sunny perfection. That sounds like something if you updated the language that our guest Chris Carr just might say or would certainly agree with. And it will be my distinct pleasure to introduce you to the Divine Miss Carr right after this. Stay with us for more Main Street Vegan on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. What if you could experience vibrant health? help heal the planet and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. You're listening to Main Street Vegan with Victoria Moran. If you have questions or comments about today's topic or any other area of interest, we invite you to follow Victoria underscore Moran on Twitter or email her at MainStreetVegan at UnityOnlineRadio.org. Now, back to Main Street Vegan. Welcome back, everybody. I was just talking during the break with Chris Carr. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. I was talking with Chris Carr. In case you are not 
familiar with my lovely guest. Oh, you're so lucky. It's like being introduced to somebody that you're going to marry or the CEO who is going to give you a fabulous job and make you rich. Chris Carr is going to make you rich in health and happiness. She is a multi-week New York Times best-selling author and health advocate. Chris's books and film include the groundbreaking Crazy Sexy Cancer series, Crazy Sexy Diet, one of my favorite, favorite books, and Crazy Sexy Kitchen, full of all kinds of recipes, like Charles Fillmore was saying, we should eat all that fruit in its sunny perfection and the pristine vegetables and stuff like that. Chris regularly lectures at medical schools, hospitals, wellness centers, and corporations such as Whole Foods and Harvard University. She has appeared on the Today Show, Good Morning America, CBS Evening News, and Oprah, and an irreverent foot soldier in the fight against disease. Chris inspires countless people to take charge of their health and happiness by adopting a plant diet, improving lifestyle practices, and learning to live and love with passion. You can find more on her just preternaturally dynamic website, chriscar.com. Welcome, Chris. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's just so cool to have you. And if anybody wants to talk to Chris, don't be shy, don't be afraid, 888-558-6489. Or if you are in Canada, 816-347-5519. Chris, for those people who don't know you, I know you've told your story a million and eleven times, but (laughs) would you be kind enough to tell us what happened to you on Valentine's Day 2003? Absolutely. So, you know, I was living a very different life at the time. I was 31 years old. I was in New York. I was an actress and a bartender, basically. Um, and I had a photography business and I, I, I wasn't feeling well. I hadn't been feeling well for quite some time. Um, but I didn't take it seriously. And I certainly thought I had Teflon youth on my side or perhaps I was just constipated. I really had no clue. Um, but I finally got myself to the doctor and that's when I found out that I have a very rare uh, sarcoma, which is a cancer. And when I was diagnosed, it was stage four. Um, and as many people know, there's no stage five. Uh, it started in my liver, spread both to both of my lungs. And the doctor said, there's no cure. There's no treatment. There's nothing we can do for you. The good news was and, and is that sometimes the disease that I still have, um, that I've been living with in a very healthy way for the past decade, Sometimes it can be slow moving. Sometimes it can be aggressive. We prayed for the slow moving kind. Um, sometimes it can change. But long, long story short, I decided to learn how to live like I mean it, how to take care of myself and how to participate in my well-being from that very moment. And you now are, are just this pinnacle of, of vitality and, <laughs> and radiance. Well, thank so- you. You say that you made a total lifestyle upgrade. What did that look like? Well, like many people, I had to really get honest with myself and see how I was eating and you know what I was drinking and, and really what I was thinking. Um, look at the level of stress in my life. It started by looking around and sort of kind of piecing together the healthiest diets because I thought, well, that's something that I can do that will improve my well-being because I, I don't have a lot of energy. I live on fast food. I live on a very heavy animal-based diet. And quite honestly, for my job at the time, my weight was something I always um, had to keep in check. And so I was living on a lot of processed food, fake food, uh, food that didn't have any calories and <laughs> it shouldn't be ingested. Um, and so I slowly started to teach myself how to cook a plant-based diet, what I should be consuming, what I should stay away from. And and it started there, but it certainly didn't end there because, as I said, those those lifestyle choices of ways that we can reduce inflammation and our stress, that, that became the cornerstone of what I uh, learned and what I now teach. So when I look at, at the dietary recommendations you make for people, it's the kind of food that a lot of people would call really clean. Mm. And I know there are some people in, in the whole kind of vegan world that would say, you know, loosen up, live a little. And yet it seems to me that when I use the recipes in your book, I feel so great. It's like I'm living a lot. Mm. 
Oh, thank you. That's a a wonderful um, description. I'd say that as I've progressed and and, and sort of matured with my, my practice and also feeling confident with where I am as a cancer patient, I've definitely opened up a bit. So if you read some of my earlier work, I would say it's even cleaner. Um, but I came to a plant-based lifestyle for health reasons first and foremost. And certainly as a stage four cancer patient, I, I really focused on the best foods in the plant-based way of living. Uh, none of the crap, none of the fake foods, but the, none of the, the faux analog chicken thinks it's a cow, like none of that kind of stuff. Um, and also with a, I developed a very strong practice around juicing, which I still maintain. And, and I like to scream from the mountaintops cause it's just so helpful. Um, but you're right, Victoria, because when you do start to eat, feed your body real food, whether it's, uh, especially, you know, getting the processed stuff out, you do feel a lot better and do you have to stay perfect. No, there's no such thing. You have to be on the straight and narrow all the time. No, we're going to take little dips and, and scenic side roads, but the vast majority of my practice is, um, it's just focused on real foods, you know, nothing that's in a bag or a box. It's stuff that I'm cooking from scratch and now hopefully this year getting from my garden. Ah, good for you. <laughs> my daughter gardens and in a way it's hard to believe because I knew her growing up and, and the conventional wisdom is people never change, mm. but people do change. I remember at one point we lived in the country when she was um, six and seven and she had a little friend whose parents were kind of hippies. And so she would go out there to visit them and I'd say, did you have fun? And she'd say, well, yeah, except that we had to pick dinner. Well, now she picks dinner because she has a yard and garden in Manhattan, which is amazing and absolutely loves it. So I guess... The, the infinity of how we can grow and expand is uh, infinite. Absolutely. So, Chris, you talked about juice, and I know you are just such a great juice woman, and you were kind enough to lend me the recipe for your signature make juice, not war, green juice, for my book, Main Street Vegan. And I know that people can get that recipe in your books, in my book, all over the place, but can you just tell us what's in your signature pacifistic juice? Oh, I'd be happy to. So... Um, it's really easy. I know a lot of people out there might think juicing is complicated or maybe they might him and haul like they have to clean the juicer. And yes, there is a little bit of prep time that goes into it and you, you got to clean that machine, but boy, is it worth it and will it really um, transform your energy level and also your immune system. So my signature drink, um, it's it always starts with cucumber and celery. That's the base. Very hydrating, full of lots of... Um, great antioxidants and and minerals and vitamins. And then I like to layer it from there. So whatever greens I have in my fridge, that's the greens du jour. So it's usually spinach or romaine or oftentimes kale. And then I'll add um, some lemon and I'll add some fruit. I don't, I'm not heavy on the fruit because I like to maintain my blood sugar. Um, so I'll do a couple of green apples or a green apple or, and a red apple or some pear. Um, and that gives it all the sweetness that it needs without overdoing it. And you're getting the, the nutrients, um, and the blood of the plant from the chlorophyll. And so that's it. And, Whatever you got, you if you if you have those ingredients, try the juicing. It's it's really tasty, and as I said, it's fantastic for your health. And I love how you think the green du jour, because <laughs> you know, I think you can approach this either as, okay, I used to eat food that's really good, and now I'm going to juice kale. Yeah. Or you can think of ah, it's the green du jour. And you put enough lemon in there, you don't even know there's anything green in it. That's my experience. It, you know, I would say that that's absolutely true. And, and to take that a little bit further, if kale, for example, is too strong for you, you just use a different green like romaine, which is very gentle and easy on the stomach. Um, but what I found over the years is the more I juice, the more I got really into juicing, the more my body just devoured the juice and 
if I go one or two days, especially you and I travel so much and sometimes it's hard to find a juice bar and the green powders that you bring with you in your travel bag don't always, you know, cut it. My body really feels it. I feel very dehydrated and wilty. I don't have the sort of energy that I rely on now. And so um, it's quite addictive. You know, it's true. I'm thinking of an analogy that it's like you're going along in your life and, and you're single and you're just doing absolutely beautifully. And then you fall in love with somebody who is truly fantastic, <laughs> the right person. And then if that person is taken from your life, you really notice it mm. when you didn't really notice it before. It's the same way with juicing and, and with lots of live, colorful, glorious foods. You don't know what you're missing till you try it. I think you're right about that. And your body doesn't know what it's missing. When we start to reboot our taste buds and sort of clean up our palates and reduce the amount of processed foods, but also the salt and sugar and um, and certainly trans fats and whatnot, your taste buds come to life in a way that you've never experienced. And I think that's something that needs to be shouted from the housetops because a lot of people, I think, come to this and they're willing, but they don't think they're going to get taste thrills. But <laughs> you get taste thrills. Oh, that's such a great way to say it. You get a lot of taste thrills, but here's, here's what you got to do. You've got to have some good cookbooks. You know, you've got to expand your horizons and push back past your cooking boundaries a bit because you've got... Little skills, no, no problem. We all start with little skills at some point. Um, but if you don't have the right tools, it can be very difficult to get that thrill because it can be boring. Yeah. And I know a really good cookbook, and it's called Crazy Sexy Kitchen. <laughs> and it is co-written by you and a magnificent chef. Do you want to give us all the lowdown on that? Yeah, sure. So, you know, after Crazy Sexy Diet came out, and for people who don't know, I, I originally wrote mostly for cancer patients, especially uh, younger cancer patients who found themselves in this pickle and said, I don't really have a lot of people to turn to, uh, and I certainly don't know how to take care of myself. So as time went on, um, I was very surprised at the number of people who started to gravitate towards my work that didn't have cancer. And I got very excited about that because I do believe that the only real cure for cancer is prevention. <laughs> um, so I started to get very thrilled about that. And that's when I opened up my writing to a much bigger audience. Because truthfully, when you're cooking and, and preparing your food or you know balancing your lifestyle from the pers- perspective of having a chronic disease... You're doing it in an incredible way, oftentimes. You know, you're really taking it to the level to which many of us need to go to. If I could teach these things to patients, I thought, just think about how I could help or improve people who aren't patients so that they didn't have to become patients, um, which is my goal less patients. Um, and so I wrote Crazy Sexy Diet. Um, and then not long after that, I realized people need a lot more recipes. And I am a cook. I'm not a chef. I'm also very happy with very simple food. Um, and as I said earlier, I wanted to kind of, yeah, maybe not as perfectly clean as I used to be in the beginning, but full of just unbelievable taste. So I partnered up with Chad Sarno from, he's an amazing chef. Um, he's one of the pioneers in this sort of plant-based movement. He's uh, a leading health educator at Whole Foods. And uh, he and I came up with these recipes and this posse of contributors who are also plant-based um, chefs. And the cookbook I cook out of all the time and it, it continually blows my own mind. So it was a fun process. Well, it's a great book. It's just wonderful. I, I both uh, Crazy Sexy Diet and Crazy Sexy Kitchen. Crazy Sexy Diet is one that I read over and over. And it's very interesting to me. You know, it's one of those, if there was a fire, what would you grab? (laughs) I think about the books that I read over and over. I mean, I've read a lot of books that were just great and they were really fun when I read them, but I'll never read them again. But Crazy Sexy Diet, I would grab. I would grab um, um, Deepak Chopra's Perfect Health. There, there are just a few books, you know, in the Bible. I would grab, <laughs> I would run out the door, you know, first get out all the people and animals, then those books. And oh. it's wonderful that 
sometimes I find myself, I think it's almost like a gravitational pull back to how things used to be. Because we learn what's normal when we're little kids. We, we learn what's normal about how the world is set up and what we're supposed to believe and what we're supposed to eat. And even if we make a conscious change later, I think sometimes, especially if life is not going very well or your self-esteem is not where it ought to be, it's just so easy to be pulled back to the old and to have books that continually re-inspire you about a, a newer commitment it's just wonderful. And of course, you write so fun-like. Thank you. I'm flattered. I'm flattered to go-go. Thank you. Well, you, it's, <laughs> it's just really, really true. I have, since your things are called Crazy Sexy Diet, I'm just going to close this segment with what I think was a funny story about my husband. I hope it's as funny just in the retelling as it was being there, and it probably won't be. But anyway, we have a new session of Main Street Vegan Academy, the program that trains vegan lifestyle coaches, coming up in not quite two weeks. The class is full of women from all over the country, and one woman's coming from Germany, and we have one guy, and our one guy is this charming young man named Zachary Koval, who was the 2012 PETA's Sexiest Vegetarian Next Door. Well, like you said, when you were an actor, you were a bartender, and Zachary is a model and lots of wonderful things, and he's also a waiter at, at Blossom Cafe, where my husband and I went for dinner last night. And and we sat down and he came to our table and I told my husband who he was. And, and William, my husband, has this very deadpan humor. And he looked at Zachary and he said, if you live next door to me, I would think this is the sexiest vegetarian I have ever seen. <laughs> Sounds like something out of one of your books. <laughs> My lovely guest's website is once again Chris Carr, K R I S C A R R dot com. And on Twitter, she is Chris underscore Carr. So you can just follow her up all over the place. And we need to go to break now, but stay with us for more Main Street Vegan and more inspiration from the inimitable Chris Carr. We'll be right back. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. The path to God is not long or difficult or complex. Wherever I am, whatever I am doing, I pause and bring awareness to the one spirit that is within me. I open my mind to the thought of one creative energy enlivening me in the world. I open my heart to the one love that is the essence of life. This love, God's love, is within us all. Spirit needs no books or rituals, wealth or architecture to reveal itself. It is as intimate as a touch and as vast as the infinity of space. I am at peace in the simple knowing that wherever I am, God is. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Are you tired of life slamming the door in your face? Did you get another rejection letter, pink slip, foreclosure notice, or go on yet another bad date? Does it seem like the older you get, the more hopeless life seems? Are you ready to stop taking no as your final answer? Then join us for Design Your Life, a talk show by Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach. Go into the locker room for one full hour with the championship coach every week. And start designing your winning playbook that will make the rest of your life the best of your life. That's Design Your Life with Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
Thank you for tuning in for Main Street Vegan. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Main Street Vegan. I am Victoria Moran. And if you're listening for the first time and don't know me, I'm the author of Main Street Vegan. Well, actually, the co-author, my daughter Adair, did a lot on that book. So that was really written by the two of us. And you can find me at MainStreetVegan.net. Happy to hear from you, be in touch with you. And my guest today is Chris Carr. ChrisCarr.com, the New York Times best-selling author of Crazy Sexy Diet and Crazy Sexy Kitchen, co-authored with Chef Chad Sarno. So, Chris, what do you eat? <laughs> well, I eat a lot of plants, um, but that's certainly not it. You know, uh, I think my kitchen is probably very similar to yours, Victoria. I I love healthy grains. I love learning how to prepare healthy grains in a, you know, really unique way. I'm mostly gluten-free, though not 100%, and luckily I don't have an intolerance. Um, I just kind of feel a little more energetic or a little lighter when I I stick with gluten-free. And I eat, I mean, I eat a lot of things that everybody else eats. I just don't eat animal products. That really does sound like how I eat. (laughs) How interesting. Maybe that's the secret. Because I was actually thinking a lot this weekend about, I know there are a lot of people who come to this this way of life and don't experience what I've experienced health-wise. And it's almost like, uh uh-oh, what did I do? I don't mean to be like acting like I'm special or something, but it seems like the kind of eating that you described really does lead to a special sort of life in a physical body. Yes. And you know what? I've left out a bunch of things. So let for people who are like, wait, she just eats grains and vegetables. Um, <laughs> you know, so like beans, legumes, nuts, seeds. I am, um, I'm a avid fan of juicing. I also make a lot of green smoothies with healthy fats like avocados and I'm not skimpy on the oil. I don't believe in that. It hasn't worked for me. Um, Amen. I, I love oil and I love playing with, you know, really cool oil, like truffle oil and not on an everyday basis, but you know, there's so many fun oils that you can use. And cause truthfully, I don't know if you agree with this Victoria, but for me, I find the greatest joy in creating sauces and, and gravies and dressings. And, and I feel like though, when I have those wonderful uh, tools in my arsenal, my toolkit, everything I make is absolutely fantastic because I truly love eating the plant-based way. But sometimes it can get a little boring if you're you know continually making some of the same things because obviously we don't have the palette of animal products to choose from. But that said, we have a much greater palate to choose from. There's far more plants. There's far more grains. There's far more beans. Um, we just have to learn how to, to create them in a way that is truly tasty and satisfying. Oh, that that is so what I find as well. I was talking with Jenny Messina, the dietitian, this weekend, and and she was saying that in her experience, the people that stop being vegan so often are trying to do this really restrictive, oil-free thing, and they just yes. get hungry. <laughs> They get hungry and really skinny and really frustrated. Yeah. You know? Oh. Uh, yeah. No no hunger, no frustration. It can all be lovely. Yes. So, Chris, you're doing some work now about kids. Yeah. What's that all about? Well, you know, I love to self-publish as well. So I, I do traditional books. And then more recently, I published my first um, ebook um, on juicing and, and making smoothies because I'm such a big fan of it. And I, I, I usually only include a small chapter, um, or section in my books about it. So I did that and, and it was, it was a real success because you can get these things to your readers a lot faster. And, um, as you know, people are really hungry for this information. And as my, um, my work has progressed, I realized that so many of the women that follow me, they have families, they have kids. I do not personally. Um, but I love my readers and I love providing them with the information that they need. So I teamed up with a bunch of really great people and we're in the process um, of creating our first book that's geared towards plant-based parenting. It's called Crazy Silly Kids. Um, and we know you're one of our contributors. We're so lucky. Uh, so I'm, I'm thrilled to see how it's received and to, to bring some fantastic people to my readers who have children. 
Well, I'm so glad you're doing that because it, this is one of the places where people still run into a lot of controversy. I mean, certainly eating plant-based is not bizarre like it was 20 years ago, but when you're pregnant, when you have kids, the in-laws, and sometimes yes. even still the pediatricians are like, I don't know. So all the support that parents can get, it's really important. Absolutely. And, you know, as I said, I don't have children myself. I have I have a fur child who actually just busted into my room, even though I Aww. tried to barricade the door. <laughs> but um, but so I, I have a few uh, people working on it with me who are moms and also pediatricians and registered dietitians who work with kids. And, you know, people like you, Victoria, who you're such a pioneer and you've got so much experience as a leader in the plant-based movement, but also as a mother. And uh, so I have to tell you, this project, I'm learning more than I've ever learned in any of my books. Ah, well, it'll do so much good in the world because it'll just trickle out there into future generations. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) What's your spiritual life like? Oh, well, that's a lovely question. I I appreciate that question. Um, You know, it's pretty simple. I, I'd say the, the place that I feel most spiritual, the, the church that I connect with and where I go to on a daily basis to recharge and, and, uh, remember my purpose is nature. So I live in the mountains. I live on a dead end road. Um, I don't have mail delivery. I don't have cell reception. I do have internet cause I run an <laughs> internet business, but, um, I, get uh, most of my inspiration and and my bigger picture uh, connection to myself and others through the woods, through being out in nature. Mm, that's lovely. It's very simple. Well, that's where we differ. <laughs> As you know, I've never done very well in the country, but I certainly admire people who have the nature gene, and I will put in for it for my next life right alongside organization and being good at math. You're amazing. Well, it's just, it's beautiful to hear. You know, sometimes I think that it's easiest to admire those qualities in others that we just can't imagine having. Like another one that I don't have is musical ability. I, I can't understand how to carry a tune you know i'm singing and i think i'm carrying a tune and my poor husband who's classically trained in music and who has perfect pitch it's like chalk on a blackboard (laughs) to him and so when i hear your connection to nature i just think it's such a lovely lovely thing i don't have it but you know you never know. Well, I will, I'll go a little further with that just um, because I think you do have it. You might not have it outside or, you know, sitting under a tree or hiking over a mountain with me, which maybe one day you'll do. Um, but I think that what it evokes in me is a sense of stillness um, mm-hmm. and relationship to myself first and foremost. And from that space, being able to bring compassion and, and develop a relationship with the world around me, whether it is on a path in the back of my house or with an animal down the road, we have a farm sanctuary or with my fellow human beings. Um, it is that place of stillness where I feel that connection and you can call it to my higher self. You can call it to God. You can call it whatever you need to call it. For me, it's just, it's almost indescribable, but I connect with it when I'm in my woods. Oh, that is lovely. And I do relate to the stillness. I just wouldn't get it in the woods. <laughs> I'd get it with a ceiling. But I yeah. may one day hike the mountains with you because I have been bouldering with my little dog, Forbes. Now, it's not fancy bouldering because we do it in Harlem in Marcus Garvey Park as opposed to like the Rockies or something. But I love climbing. I've always loved climbing. And my little dog is like a goat. I mean, oh he can gosh. climb almost a bare cliff. <laughs> so that's awesome. That's the closest I get to a sport. You know, I go to the gym, I work out. My great indulgence in life is that I do have a trainer because I know that I need somebody to keep me honest on, on the fitness part. And I'm interested in knowing how you get that part of it into your life. Well, I, again, for me, it's I tend to go on my evening hike every day at around five thirty, 
Um, and it's, it's pretty rigorous actually. And it's that in yoga. I, I don't really have a, a big workout routine. I used to, I was a professional dancer in the beginning of my career, starting from when the time I was in my late teens. Um, so I've always been very active and very athletic and very focused on, um, especially dance. And then I had periods where I had, you know, I was a, a definitely embraced the gym, never really liked it. Um, or different activities that I would sort of force myself to do. But at the end of the day, the two things that make me the happiest is hiking and yoga. And when I do things that make me happy, I tend to stick with them. So that's my routine. It's perfect. And I love how this stuff is so simple. I think sometimes people look at, at people who've transformed their lives and think, oh, I could never do that. I admire you, but oh, that would be so much work. It's It's just not that much work. It's just a little different. I would agree with you there. And and certainly in the beginning, it might seem like a lot of work because it's new to you. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know what quinoa was. It, certainly, it took me years to figure out how to say it. Is it quinoa? Is it quinoa? You know, what is this? Um, but then over time, as it, as it becomes more second nature, I, I don't even think of it as a chore now. You know, it's just part of your life. It's part of what you do. It's just like brushing your teeth. Tell me what you do with quinoa. I made it the other night for my husband for the first time. I'd kind of shied away from it because he's the only person I've ever met who has an aversion to rice. Really? He probably had a childhood trauma in a Chinese (laughs) restaurant. Whatever. He doesn't like rice. And so I was a little bit cautious about something that was in the kind of grain family. So I made it and I didn't put anything on it. It was just there. And, and he ate it and seemed to like it. But you were talking about sauces earlier. What would you do to make quinoa crazy and sexy? That's a fantastic question. Now, there's, there are several quinoa recipes in Crazy Sexy Kitchen. There's a warm quinoa salad with kale. And that's, mm. that's really lovely. I, I'll tell you what I do on a regular basis. I make what I call a Buddha bowl. And it's usually, um, it's usually quinoa because quinoa is so high in protein and it takes no time to make. It's the perfect bachelor food. Whenever I go out of town, which is often, I always make sure there's plenty of quinoa here for my husband, Brian, because it takes him two seconds and he can't mess it up. So that's the base. And then I chop off, chop up lots of vegetables. Um, oftentimes I'll keep them raw because when you mix them in, especially if you chop them finely, they, they wilt, they cook enough so that you're still getting this sort of crispy dish. Um, I'll add olive oil or flax oil and I'll add hemp seeds. I'll add avocado. I'll add olives. Um, sometimes I'll steam some broccoli and I will oil that up with salt and pepper and then throw that in there. So it's a really hearty dish. I personally don't like quinoa plain. I, I need something to go with it. Even you could make a little tahini dressing and you could, you know, pour that over your quinoa. Certainly you can use soy sauce or brags, um, to, to give it a little more flavor. I'm a, I love salt and I have to say I have low blood pressure, so I tend to be able to use a lot more salt than other people can. And I love that. Um, so, uh, you know, get, get a little more creative with it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jenny Messina, again, this, this weekend was talking about legumes and how wonderful they are. And she said, if, if you really don't want to eat a lot of legumes. She talked about two foods that were honorary legumes because nutritionally they have a lot of the same stuff that we would get in in beans. And quinoa was one and pistachios was the other. Mm. And I thought, now, hmm, a quinoa pistachio salad sounds pretty good. Okay, that's easy. That's done. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is so easy. I remember watching my grandmother have to thaw roasts I mean, (laughs) well, I remember my grandmother making tongue. It's probably one of the reasons why when I got diagnosed, I said, hmm, there's there's got to be a better way. I'd come home after school and I'd look and see what was in the pot and I'd see this massive cow tongue. And I was a really finicky eater growing up. Um, Interestingly enough, I grew up basically on a dairy farm, though it was not our farm. Uh, and I always loved animals, uh, but I never made the connection. I think the first time I probably made any sort of connection was when I saw that tongue. That would do it. Yep. <laughs> it, it is so interesting how I think if we could see our whole lives on videotape, we would see the moments that that move us to be <laughs> the sort of people that we end up. 
It's true. So coming from that, that world of cancer, and I know you've done so, so much for cancer patients, cancer survivors, and, and cancer thrivers, why do you personally believe that cancer is so prevalent in our society? Well, I think that we're living um, in a way that our bodies just are not meant to live. And, you know, and the truth is, is that we all come to this planet with a predisposition for something. But depending on who you read, about 75 to 90% of cancers are lifestyle related and something that's lifestyle related. And you also take into account the environment, right? So it's, it's not just what you're eating, what you're drinking and thinking, but it's also the chemical soup that you're, you're bathing yourself in, whether knowingly or unknowingly. Um, those are the determining factors that sort of, uh, open the door for illness. Um, and if we certainly, if we come into the planet with a specific predisposition, there's a greater chance that we might, for lack of a better term, pull that trigger with some of these choices that we're making on a daily basis. The choices that all of us are making because we grew up on a standard American diet for those people, you know, living in the United States, but we've outsourced our diet all over the world. So as we we sort of spread our, our message across the globe. We're starting to see more chronic diseases and not just cancer. So um, I think from that perspective, I feel very empowered with that knowledge. And now some people might find that to be disempowering because they don't really want to take responsibility. But I can tell you with 100% certainty that I participated in getting sick. And the second part of my life is participating in health. That is so inspiring. And anybody that has not seen your documentary, I know it's not new now. And, and, and sometimes <laughs> I, when people talk about my work that I did 10 years ago or whatever, I want to say, you know, move on up. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of new stuff. And yet there's just something about film and mm. seeing your story in glorious living everything. It just, it's really, really powerful. So anybody that has not seen uh, Crazy Sexy uh, Cancer, it's, you, you've really got to see it. It'll be one of those things where you just feel so empowered. You'll feel so inspired. I always feel like my aura gets blown up, oh. you know, like it's kind of a little flat. And then I do something like watch Crazy Sexy Cancer. And then I have this great big aura and all this energy to go Thank out you. the world and do good. So everybody needs to see that. So Chris, in our final couple of minutes, do you have a top three health tips that you could leave with our listeners? Such a great question. Okay, so we'll just be redundant and we'll go back and we'll say make juice, not war. Um, You know, start juicing. Don't use your juicer as a dust collector. Go ahead and use it to make your juice. And if you don't have a juice juicer, you can always make lovely green smoothies in your blender. Um, Drinking your vegetables is fantastic. Let's see. Two, if you're nervous about changing your lifestyle, I would say add new things before you subtract them. So add more salads, add more veggies, add that quinoa we talked about, add a green juice, and then slowly but surely you'll edge out some of the things that don't serve you, you know, so you don't necessarily walk into the situation feeling deprived. Um, and then the last thing I would suggest is, you know, it's not just about the food. So, you know, one of the things that became clear to me is it's, it's about building less stress and less inflammation in my life. So taking that inventory, what, what, what in your life is inflaming you? What's giving you stress? What's making you feel dis-ease? And when you really address those things, you're going to start to see a lot more energy, a lot more vitality, and a lot more commitment to a better, happier way of living. Yay. (laughs) I love that. Juice, add before subtracting, Build less stress and inflammation by finding out what's inflaming your life. That's really good. Thank you. Chris, bless your heart. Thank you for being alive at the same time as me so I get to benefit from all your wonderful work. So everybody check out chriscar.com. It may be the best website on the whole internet. I mean, it's just really sensational. You're doing so many things, and it's just wonderful, wonderful to follow you and see what you're up to. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be part of ours. And everybody listening, let me give you a little bit of a heads up on what's coming up on Main Street Vegan. I'm very excited about next week's show when our guest is Talia Lutzker, author of The Ayurvedic Vegan Kitchen. 
that Ayurvedic healing system that kind of customizes the way you eat and the way you live to the person that you are. Very exciting. I found it very, very helpful for me. It helps me eat seasonally and be kind of a raw fooder in the summer and a warm, hot soup person during the winter. It's it's really exciting. Plus, it's a whole lifestyle, not just food. And then on the 19th, we're actually going to be doing the show live right here in New York City obviously through Lee Summit, Missouri at Unity Village. But the guests will be here live with me, and they are Jasmine Singer and Mary Ann Sullivan of OurHenHouse.org talking about animal rights and animal law. And finally, I won't go too far ahead and confuse everybody, but on the 26th, we will have Dr. Neil Barnard, the founder and president of Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, talking about power foods for your Rain. Thank you so much, Chris Carr. Thanks to Unity Online Radio. God bless you, everybody, and eat your veggies. Bye. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Main Street Vegan. Join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time as Victoria Moran entertains, educates, and inspires you on your vegan journey. This program is sponsored by Main Street Vegan. To learn more about Victoria or to explore training with Main Street Vegan Academy as a vegan lifestyle coach, go to www.mainstreetvegan.net. That's www.mainstreetvegan.net. notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to consider these words from Unity author Charles Roth. Live deeply in the present moment. If you are going to work on the premise that real energy, real excitement, that feeling of being fully and enthusiastically alive comes from a source within you, then it follows that you have to spend some time getting acquainted, being at home in those far reaches of inner space. Peace is power, for out of stillness, strength is born, and out of inner harmony, productivity flourishes. Rest in that inner peace. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to take a quantum leap into greater self-acceptance and love and freedom from suffering by connecting all your parts, especially those you deem broken? If so, join Mark Anthony Lord, founder and spiritual director of the Bodhi Spiritual Center in Chicago, every Monday at 1 p.m. Central, as he helps you understand there's nothing wrong with you. You are perfect just the way you are. This show is for you so you can know you're not alone and that you really matter and that miracles are right here within you and all around you. From this knowing, anything and everything becomes possible. 
Each week, Mark will be joined by amazing guests who share their journeys of awakening. Listen live on Mondays at 1 p.m. Central or download the podcast at your convenience or subscribe via iTunes to Nothing Broken Here with Mark Anthony Lord only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on The Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.